Warning, this episode contains adult language, mature situations, supernatural hijinks, monster-attracting protagonists, ravenously hungry girls, strange dreamlike sequences, a secret organization dedicated to policing Watari activities, the latest manga releases, and food. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. Listener discretion is advised. Episode 429, Sachi's Monstrous Appetite. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spark and Monger View. I'm your host, Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjourno, and what's up? Hope all of you are doing well and hope you're excited for another fun-filled episode because I am. And to radiate further because I'm excited for such things, finally, the Zan is returning to Otakon this week. So if you're going to be in the Washington, D.C. area and you're going to Otakon, I am running two panels. Uh, I will tell you more in a little bit. But if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. Spirekin, or some podcast and bring reviews about connectly enhanced narratives, is a podcast where we talk about fun, geeky, and nerdy things. We tell you the pros and cons about it and tell you if it's worth investing your time in or not. Since it's a manga review, obviously we're talking about manga. I tell you how the art style is, the overarching plot, the characters, the production quality, and like I said, if it's worth investing your time in or not. You have to agree with anything that I'm my co-host. We try to be educational, enlightening, exciting, and most importantly entertaining you can find any of our earlier episodes at www.spirekin.com we're also on facebook twitter instagram spotify youtube stitcher and various other social media sites just type in Spirekin in the search bar and i guarantee you find us one way or the other if you want to email us you can email us at zan that's xan at spirekin.com you can tweet me at spirekin and if you like what we do support our podcast with our patreon to help us make more fun content for you to enjoy all the information will be located in the show notes and so now all that's out of the way let's actually get to it because i'm excited to talk about the manga for the day yes this is one which actually was kind of hard to get a hold of even though i'm really close with my local bookstore and the manga that we're talking about is one which is written by chomoran and published by kodansha which means it's brought over here by kodansha comics it was originally released in Morning 2 magazine in 2018 till present. It is a Senin series that would be classified as a supernatural comedy romance drama with a little bit of etchy involved in it. There are six volumes. The series is complete, which is really cool. And it is a series that involves something kind of mysterious and supernatural. And what are we talking about? We're talking about Anohito no I ni wa boku ga tarinai, or... Sachi's Monstrous Appetite. And I've got to admit, with a title like that, it kind of spoils the plot. But let's actually get into the plot about what this is about. Because it's the story of Maki, a boy who is crushing on his neighbor, fellow high school senpai, well, his senpai, Sachi, who is super tall, super cute, super sweet, and always hungry around him. Whenever they're out she's constantly saying she's hungry and he wants to make her food because if she likes his food then maybe she'll go out with him and then things will be good that's what his friends think so he's gonna try because he's a really good cook and whenever he's around her her stomach growls doesn't know why but it growls also fun fact maki is able to see stuff he kind of has this weird ability to see mysterious creatures that are all around. And like most creatures and what you learn in the supernatural, generally if you don't pay attention to them or acknowledge that you've seen them, they generally will just bother you, but they'll leave you alone. And that's kind of what happens until the day that Sachi receives his cookies. Literally, he makes her a pack of cookies and she, and she admits that it's really tasty. It's one of the most delicious things she's ever eaten. And because he's paying attention to her, he looks over her shoulders and sees a monster looking at 
him. Turns out that it is a Watari, a monster that wants to eat him because he smells pleasant, delicious, delectable. Something about him is drawing drawing the Watari to him, and he doesn't know what to do. And when he sees this, Sachi turns around and says, Oh, you can see that too? You know what? Don't worry about it. Let me take care of it. I'll protect you. And turns out that Sachi's got a really big secret. She's actually a shape-shifting Watari monster that eats this giant monster that's trying to kill uh, Maki. And afterwards, she admits that she's drawn to him because he smells really yummy. But you know what? She's not gonna. She's not gonna want to eat him. She's trying not to eat him because she likes him, and she's gonna protect him because she likes him. So they're now in this really weird relationship because she moves in to protect him, and she is willing to eat any of the monsters that come towards him. And when she's in her monster form, it's kind of crazy because she looks like a giant whale creature with a giant, huge mouth. And seeing her the first time eating the other Watari is kind of horrifying. And Sachi's like really menacing. And Maki's like, uh, uh, um, uh, what, what happened? And she immediately hugs him and says, listen, uh, we were both attracted by your scent. and But you smell really good and really tasty. But don't worry. Leave it to me. I'm on your side. I'm going to protect you. And so she's decided to protect him. So, like I said, she moves in with him, and then we found that there is an entire organization in the area that is policing the local Watari that Saki kind of works for because they give her this weird wards that will make sure that she doesn't turn into a huge monster and eat him immediately. And so they end up working together to stop the other monsters, and it's kind of sweet seeing them together. I mean, how she kind of bursts herself and says, I'm moving in now, is a little crazy, but that's how it goes. Also... Something going on in the first chapter, which keeps reiterating, is a statement that his that Maki's mom said to him, which is, when someone else makes you a bento, you won't know what's inside until you open it up. This will help you remind you the first day you ate a bento like this, because that is important, how a bento is important, how you don't know what's in it until you open it, and then that is what makes it amazing and great. It's, it's opening up and finding out What's inside the bento is the fun part because you don't know what's in there. And it's such an important element that's kind of hinting at Maki's past that maybe his mom died. The last bento he had disappeared. We don't really know. It's a little mystery going on with Maki. Also, there's one Watari that's living in his house that's kind of his friend. He steals stuff. It's like the house pet that Sachi doesn't eat yet. But we're going to have to see where everything is going because... I gotta say, the plot is very engaging, and more important than that, it's one which you could follow, and it's not overdone, it's not something crazy, and the art is spectacular, like the shape-changing sequences, it's not just you see one minute it's Sachi, next minute it's the monster, you actually see her transform into the Watari over several panels, and you first see her looking normal, then you see her hair kind of stretching out like vines, and her face it loses the human quality and starts looking like a the Watari form. And her eyes have that Watari look. Then the clothes melds in and she looks more monstrous. And then she just is the giant monster. And I've got to say, it's one of the m- most interesting sequences I've seen in a manga in a while. It's one which just keeps your eye on the page and you want to read more. Uh, the design for Maki himself and Sachi's base form, well, it's... It's Senin manga-y. It looks a little retro, just a little bit, with the exception the hair, the 
style of the clothes, but her eyes look very shoujo-y, which is weird for a Seden series. However, I I like the art style. It's it's a lot of fun. It's one which it's it draws your eyes to sequences and it fits really well, even though it has this old antiquated style, but it's new. So that is a definite plus in it. So the actual production quality, it's a little bit bigger than usual for Tonkoban, and it's got a great cover, which is pink and white, where you see Sachi and you see Maki, and you see a bento on the front and on the back. And as one that goes on the shelf, it's not bad. I was really debating about uh, giving this away at Otakon this weekend, but you know what? I'm actually going to keep this because it's really good, and it's one I'm definitely going to want to read in the future again because i want to see where this goes how this ends so some of the setbacks on it well there are a lot of tropes which are used over and over again a lot of them uh the growling trope where she's constantly fighting her urge to eat him there's the weird situation going on with the mysterious organization that is helping them they send them on a very disturbing uh mission where maki is bait for a bunch of other ones and they're able to go from one part of the world to the other, pretty much kind of like Soul Reaver, where you go from the living world to the dead world. This is like going from the human world to the Watari world. It's kind of cool, but it doesn't make a lot of sense in this first volume. They probably will fix that. But overall, I've got to admit, I really like this story. Even with the little issues I have, I think it's well done. I think that it is one which is engaging to the audience and... I think it's one that you'll enjoy, and for my rating, I'm going to have to give this a borrow from a friend and don't return unless offered a bento. It's supernatural romantic story makes me feel good and makes me want to read more, and some of the food drawing makes me a little hungry. Not as much as Sachi wine eat Maki, but I get a little hungry from something I want to have a bento after reading this. So if you have a chance, check out Sachi's Monstrous Appetite, and if you've read this, what do you think? Let me know. Email me, zanspirekin.com, or tweet me at Spirekin with your thoughts on Sachi's Monstrous Appetite. If it was good or if it was bad, let me know your thoughts. So, now that that's out of the way, let's actually get to the other part of the thing, which is tomorrow in the weekend. Yes, I'm going to be at Otakon 2021, and I've got two panels. One of them is on Friday at either 1 or 2 o'clock. I don't know. i got to look at my notes. But that's going to be in panel room number 7, and that is 22 manga creators every grown-up should know. It's a spinoff of my 22 manga recommendations for grown-ups. And I'll be talking about a bunch of really good mangaka, including uh, Naoki Urasawa, Rumiko Takahashi, Hirohiko Araki, Motohagio, and, of course, Moyoko Ano, and some other ones that are going to be really cool, and some individuals that you should definitely have in your collection if you are collecting manga, or you should check out in general. That is going to be on Friday. Then on Saturday, I think it's in the afternoon, not entirely sure, because I think they moved my time, but this is... In workshop number one, there's going to be the Insane Manga Challenge, Back from Isolation. This is my 10th installment of the Insane Manga Challenge, and I'm excited to be back. I'm actually adjusting the Insane Manga Challenge to be, instead of it being a competitive game show, it is going to be a single game show. So I'm going to call people up, and then they're going to ask questions, and it's going to be pretty fun to see how they react to some of these questions. I've got 20 topics, 20 categories that you could choose from, and tons of prizes. So if you have a chance, check it out at... Otakon. Also, if you want to see some good ones, there's Gundam Generations. I think that's the first panel at the con, and it's going to have three really cool panelists that are friends of the podcast. Then we have, of course, the Denpa 
panel where Den Puzz is going to be releasing their newest stuff, and I'm excited to see that because Ed Chavez's company is really awesome. We have the Discotech panel, which is going to be one of those ones that you are going to want to check out. And then I'm going to flip around and see what's going on and find some really cool artists at the Artist Alley. Well, we'll see how it goes. If you're there, let me know what you think. And with all that out of the way, let's actually get to the manga releases for the week. These are the ones that came out on August 3rd, 2021. We've got 28 titles, including Battle Angel Alita Volume 1 being re-released as a paperback. Kind of cool. You have Bite Maker, The King's Omega, Volume 2. Black Clover, Volume 26. Chainsaw Man, Volume 6. Days of Love at Seagull Villa, Volume 3. Demon Slayer Kimitsu no Yaiba, Volume 23. This was the final volume of Demon Slayer, which came out. It is it. No more Demon Slayer. They are done. Then you have Didn't I Say to Make My Abilities Average in the Next Life, the light novel, Volume 13, the manga. Q Volume 45, the final volume of Q. Crazy. All the final volumes are coming out this week. Uh, you have Happy Kanako's Killer Life, Volume 1, finally released. Been waiting for that one for a while. I Swear I Won't Bother You Again, Volume 2. J.K. Haru is a sex worker in another world, the manga version, Volume 1. Now, I'm curious to see how messed up this is going to be compared to the light novel, because the light novel was borderline porn. So I'm curious if this is going to be borderline porn or if it's going to be just toned down severely. And then, if you are a fan of a certain series, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 5, Golden Wind, comes out today with Volume 1. So now you can read the story of Giorno Giovanni, a.k.a. the latest Joe star, who wants to be a gang star. You have Jujutsu Kaisen Volume 11, Kaguya-sama Love is War Volume 20, Kaze Hikaru Volume 29, Loner Life in Another World, The Light Novel Volume 1, Neon Genesis Evangelion Anima, The Light Novel, Volume 5. Pompo, The Cinephile, Volume 1. Rosie is in the Labyrinth, Volume 2. Sachi's Monstrous Appetite, Volume 3, which we just talked about today. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so the third volume finally came out. Sayonara Football, Volume 5. Survamp, Volume 15. Skeleton Knight in Another World, The Light Novel, Volume 9. The King's Beast, Volume 3, The Manga. The Strange Adventure of a Broke Mercenary, The Light Novel, Volume 1. Uncle from Another World, Volume 2. We Never Learn, Volume 17, which I think may be the last volume. I gotta check just to make sure. And then finally, Yona of the Dawn, Volume 31. So which of these are you excited for? For me, we have a ton of stuff coming out this week that I'm excited that I want to buy. I mean, besides A Strange Adventure of a Broke Mercenary, We Never Learn, Sayonara Football, Sachi's Monstrous Appetite, Loner Life in Another World, Kaguya-sama, Jutsu Kaisen, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, J.K. Haru, Happy Kanako's Killer Life, uh, Demon Slayer, The Final Volume... Just pretty much most of this I want in my shopping cart for Amazon or at Barnes & Nobles. Not plugging, but you know. So which of these are you interested in? Let me know in the show notes down below. So remember, if you like this podcast, remember to like and subscribe. Support our Patreon to help us create more fun content for you to enjoy. If you have any questions or comments or concerns, you can email me personally at zan, that's xan, at spyrokin.com. And with all that in mind, let's actually get to that part you've all been waiting for. What am I talking about? I'm talking about that one, that only... The Wheel of Manga! 
Yes, friends, a Wheel of Manga, except no substitute. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with 10 slots on it. And what I've done is I've assigned a manga tile to each of the 10 slots. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to spin this wheel. Whatever number it lands on, the manga that's in that spot is the one I review in the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review, episode 430. Can you believe we're at 430 already? Crazy. We've been kicking ass with this. But let's spin and see what we're going to review, shall we? Because we've got some great titles, and I'm excited to see what I'm going to be reviewing. Number 10. Oh, okay. So in the next episode, I'm going to be reviewing a manga that is being published by Tokyopop. Yes, it's a Tokyopop title, but more importantly, it's a new Tokyopop title. This is one that I'm kind of mixed about because on the one hand, it's Tokyopop. So that's brought that even though they've had some great things in the past, presently they have not done something really great. So a little sad about that. But on the other hand, this is something about one of my favorite Disney characters of all time. So let's see how it goes, because in the next episode I'm going to be reviewing the manga known as Stitch and the Samurai. Yes, an alternative history where Stitch lands in feudal Japan. I'm excited for this because Stitch is one of the greatest Disney characters of all time. I'm going to see how this goes. So hopefully it's awesome. But it's also kind of sad because this only has three volumes and that's it because the creator just died. So... Yeah, so this could be good or it could be garbage. We're going to have to. But I think that's it for this episode. Thank you for listening. I love doing this, and I'm going to keep doing this as long as I can. I love talking about manga, and I'm going to keep talking about it until I'm an old man. Thank you for listening. Tell your friends about this. As usual, I am your host, Zan. I am Gonsville. I'll catch you guys next time, and keep reading manga. See you later.